Recent EU design case law. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cartmails in Conversation. I'm your host, Daniel Wise, and in today's discussion, I'll be joined by James Channer, an associate in our engineering and technology team. In this episode, we will look at a very recent CJU decision on, now let me pronounce this right, Monts versus Buchel, which was about, is this right, the underside of a bicycle seat? James is nodding to me. Good. Okay. Now, I've got to admit that I haven't worried about design law since I took my UK patent finals back in, what was it, 2005. So this is all a bit of a mystery to me. What exactly is a design in European IP law and how does it differ from patents? Hi, Dan. Well, a patent protects an invention, i.e. an idea or a concept. For example, a new or non-obvious device or a method of operating or manufacturing it. Whereas a design protects the appearance of the whole or part of a product resulting from the features of its lines, contours and shape, etc. Now, there are two basic substantive requirements that must arise by virtue of those features. Firstly, novelty. So there must be no previous identical design made available to the public beforehand. And then secondly, the design must have individual character, which means it must produce a different overall impression on the so-called informed user. And the informed user is a fictitious legal character somewhere between the skilled person in patents and the average consumer in trademarks. And like a patent, registered designs must be filed at a national or regional office, such as the European Intellectual Property Office, and then they're subsequently published, although they don't undergo the same substantive examination of novelty or an individual character that a patent might go through for its equivalent requirements. And how does a case about the underside of a bicycle seat get all the way to the CJU then? The case we're discussing originated in the German courts and relates to an application for invalidity of Mons's German design registration for the underside of a bicycle seat for a bicycle. And so although this case relates to a German registration, the law of registered designs is harmonised across the EU. So what we're really talking about is EU design law. Now, the design in question, which was filed in the form of a single photo of the underside of a bicycle saddle, shows a series of shark tooth shaped mouldings, which are shiny and quite striking against the dull black background of the underside of the seat. And they're positioned in a distinctive sort of pine cone shaped arrangement. So I think in the absence of a similar previous design, you might expect this to be protectable in and of itself. So you say, why are we at the CJU? Now, the problem is that a bicycle seat is a component part of a more complex product, the bicycle. And component parts of complex products can only be protected in certain circumstances. And Buchel argued that these weren't met here. Ah, yes, the component part of a complex product. That's all flooding back to me from that exam. Remind me, when can a component part then be protected? Yes, so designs applied to component parts must remain visible during normal use once they've been incorporated 
into the complex product. Now, the law gives us a definition of what normal use is, and it just simply says that's use by the end user, excluding maintenance, servicing, or repair work. Now, in addition, the features that remain visible of the component part must themselves fulfill the requirements of novelty and individual character. So what Buchel argued was that when the saddle is attached to the bicycle, the distinctive part of the underside of the seat wouldn't be visible when the bicycle's ridden. And so any parts of the saddle remaining visible just look like a normal saddle. And they, of course, not novel. So the design ought not to qualify for protection. Now, the German courts noted, quite reasonably, that the requirement that the part remain visible during normal use isn't really unpacked in the law apart from what it is not, i.e. maintenance, servicing or repair work. So, for example, the end user, i.e. the rider, can't see underneath the saddle whilst riding the bicycle, but they might be able to see underneath the bicycle if they lifted it up onto a car roof rack. But is the latter normal use? So the German Federal Court of Justice referred two questions to the CJEU. Okay, and what does visible mean in this context then? Yeah, so the first question essentially asked how the visibility requirement should be assessed. Is the component part visible if it's objectively possible to recognise the design when it's mounted? Or should visibility be assessed under certain conditions of use or from certain observer perspectives? And the CGU effectively answered that the assessment really ought to be based on real-life scenarios. So it shouldn't be done in abstracto or in scenarios unconnected to any practical situation of use. But they gave a really important caveat in their judgment. They said that the component part need not be visible the entire time it is incorporated. So this is relevant for components under flaps, or perhaps bicycle seats hidden by a mounted cyclist. So the upshot is that component parts that are only temporarily visible may now benefit from design protection. So that's the how something is visible. But the court also ruled on who the component part should be visible to. And in that regard, it held that visibility should not be assessed solely from the perspective of the end user of the product. The visibility to an external observer must also be considered. So in a scenario of bicycle seats, this might be someone like me who parks his bicycle in racks above head height at a railway station, and I can then look up and see the undersides of seats of other people's bicycles. Although I don't think it will surprise many listeners that I'm in the majority of people who don't look up and pay any attention at all to those bicycle seats, even I've got a prime view. So in essence, there are now some extra characters whose viewpoints can be considered when making this assessment of what's visible and what's not. So the result is that more component parts should now meet the visibility requirement and so are more likely to be protectable by a design. Yeah, sounds like good news for design holders. But you said that visibility has still got to be during normal use. So did the court explore that concept of normal use in more detail? 
Yeah, that's right. And they did. And again, they split this into sort of two separate parts. The first is that there are some translational differences of normal use in the various languages of a design regulation in Europe. So the question there was, which one's right? So the language for normal use in the English and French translations connotes customary use. But then the German translation connotes use in accordance with the intended purpose of the product. And yes, that is rather efficiently expressed in two quite long German words. So customary use encompasses more acts than intended use. So there would be more scenarios for viewing a given component and it's more likely to be registrable. So for example, it might be customary to turn a bicycle upside down for inspection or storage, even if the manufacturer merely intends the bicycle to be ridden and not to be turned upside down. So the court held that customary use is what the legislator intended, so the broader definition. The second part of the question was what criteria should be used for assessing whether a use is a normal use, i.e. a customary use or not. And there the court held that normal use includes those acts relating to the customary use and also other acts reasonably carried out during such use and which are customary from the end user's perspective. In particular, acts which are performed before or after the product has fulfilled its principal function. And that includes storage and transportation. So in relation to the bicycle seat, although the CJEU didn't apply its ruling to the bicycle seat, it's left that for the German courts. It's now clear that normal use covers more than just riding the bicycle. It probably covers putting it on a car roof rack or turning it upside down for inspection or repair of another component such as a puncture. So the court has broadened the interpretation of normal use or at least clarified that a broad interpretation is correct. And that means that there are far more scenarios of use that can be considered and it is more likely that a design for a given component part is protectable. So what do you think the take-home message from all this is? Where's the CJU left us? Yeah, so the CJU only hear about one case a year relating to designs, although we've actually had a couple already this year. And so each judgment tends to clarify something fairly important to the field. I believe this case is the first time that the CJU has ruled on the visibility aspect of normal use. So the take-home message from the judgment is that more designs applied to component parts should be protectable, since it clarifies that a whole raft of customary uses can be considered beyond the principal intended function of the product, and that even temporarily visible components may meet the visibility requirements. So this benefits original equipment manufacturers who should have more confidence that their existing designs are valid and that they might be encouraged to file designs that previously would have been regarded as somewhat speculative. And then in contrast, manufacturers of brand spare parts might find their freedom to operate 
constrained and their business is made more challenging. Great. Well, thanks for taking the time to walk us through that one, James. I had no idea designs law could be so interesting. Thanks for that and see you again next time. Thank you.